2: it is the monday following alabama lsu and you guys already ready to get it popping so you know what let's waste no time you're rocking and rolling right now with the baddest thing smoking in my own words yours truly stephen m smith touchdown alabama magazine on a monday Bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming this to you on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that little bell so that way you can get all of your news, notes, alerts, and coverage on your favorite program. That being the Crimson Tide people, we got a lot to open up, to unpack on tonight's show. Got my man, former Alabama defensive lineman Rudy Griffin, coming back on this week. We we, want to hear from you tonight. You can do this by blowing up those phone lines, calling 205-448-1358. That is the number. to Let your voice be heard. We want to hear from you. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358, making this your show, your network, your stage, your platform. Platform let your passion ooze through the phone lines through the chat lines tonight. Daily super chat go 75 dollars. Daily super chat go right there 75 dollars. Appreciate the support from you guys. But before we get into topic number one of the conversation, we go to my man John Ivory for Talk Talk. John what them comments looking like
3: hey, what's going on, man? What's going on to everybody in the chat? We got a lot of people in here. I know people want to talk. Uh, what they want to say about this game, so make sure you call in. Um, this uh segment is brought to you by Team Paper, which you will see the ad, new sponsor to the channel. But shout out some people right now. Shout out to Roll Tide and Rise Up. We got Bama Nola in here. We got Whalen up in here. Jimmy Clay is in here. Daniel Harris is in here. Who else? We got Plow Jogger. I see you. What's going on? Paul T is in here. We also got Jay Brand in here. Justin Riley, the Justin Riley Network is in here. Cliff Reese is in here. We got uh, William Moore's that's Bill from New York. What's going on? Shout out to everybody. Gerald Vickery is also in here. So appreciate y'all for joining in. Make sure y'all call in. I know y'all have a lot to say. And uh, shout out to Clint Penley on Facebook. And Tom Reed is back. Hoping to see some talk from him. Brian Robertson is on Facebook as well, Roberson, I'm sorry, Jared is on Facebook as well, so appreciate y'all, we're going to turn it back over to Steven and get this show started.
2: Absolutely, lit already, John Ivory in the chat, and I continually, continue to drop those comments in, let your voice be heard here on tonight's show, but we're getting into our topic number one of the conversation, and John, as much as we as people, as much as we like to point the metaphorical gun at Pete Golding and say fire Pete Golding, get rid of him, get get Pete Golding out of here. As much as we want to fire, the metaphorical gun at Pete Golding, you cannot put Saturday's game against LSU on Pete Golding. You cannot do that. This is the one time you cannot put Saturday's game on Pete Golding. And what's ironic about this, Johnny, is in my prediction, in my game prediction for the matchup, I had Bama 45. uh, I had um, LSU 14. Uh, Golden did his job. Golden did exactly what I wanted him to do in holding LSU to 14. Uh, Billy O, Bill O'Beezy, O'Brien, Coach O.B., uh, where was your 45 That's what I want to know. Pete Golden did his job. The defense played like crazy against LSU. When you look at Will Anderson – took it to a whole nother level uh, against the Tigers. You look at Fadarian Mathis did his thing uh, and is continuing to increase his draft stock. You look at Christian Harris. Boy, did he step up, and he had a good game. Henry too to stepped up, forcing a the fumble. Then you have the freshman, Dallas Turner, who became a man over the weekend. Two sacks, two tackles for loss. Five total tackles. You had guys in the secondary like. Uh, Jordan Battle stepping up, played a good game. and Armour Davis had a pick in the game. Kool-Aid. kool McKinstry got the start over Josh Job, who was dealing with a turf toe. And kool went out there and held his own. Coach Saban, proud of him. So you cannot point the metaphorical gun at Pete Golding in this game because the defense got Alabama the win. So that leads us to this to statement this right here. You can point the metaphorical gun at Bill O'Brien. This, right here. LSU, LSU literally had its water boy, towel boy, and ball boy on the field against Alabama, and that defense gave Alabama's offense the business. The, 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 that defense that was depl- the LSU defense that was depleted gave Bill O'Brien and this Alabama offense the business. And what's crazy is here, Bama had two weeks offensively to prepare for this game. And you heard last week in the bye week where Coach O talked about it. We don't have enough players to practice. We don't have enough players to scrimmage. LSU was down eight to ten dudes, eight to ten guys, and they're putting out third stringers, fourth stringers, fifth stringers. Once again, water boy, ball boy, towel boy suited up going in the game, and they treated this Alabama offense like the prom night dumpster baby. Uh, that's exactly what this this LSU defense did against Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien with two weeks to prepare. Bill O'Brien. And this Alabama offense, and it has been several times this season where U.S. fans have been unbelievably just disappointed with the with the offensive play calling. There were points in the game where you looked at that matchup and you were going, "What in the world possessed this play call here?" Uh, the one most, the one in particular, it's third and one, and you've got Slade Bolden taking the ball out the Wildcat. On third and one, like what, what, what was what, what was the deal with that? Like what was why that? Why was that called? And then you, you, you couldn't run the football the way you wanted to. I mean, a season low twenty points, Bama, a season low twenty points in an era where you have to score the football. Now this is the lowest amount of points Alabama's offense has scored. In the last three years, three to four years, going back to 2018, where it was held under 30 points twice. And I understand a lot of people will say, but Steven, you know, LSU's tough. Steven, it was a tough game. Steven, rivalry game. Steven, LSU, they bite like scorpions. Steven, physical football game. I get it. I get it. I get it. But when the greatest of all time, when the GOAT, when Nick Saban, opens up his mouth today and says, we did not look like Alabama football. When Nick Saban opens up his mouth and says, there were areas of our game that did not scream Bama. This is not no media speculation. This is no conspiracy theory. This is the Nick Saban took the podium and said, we are not playing like Alabama Nick Saban has opened up the door for us to break bread and have a conversation. So if Nick Saban has opened up the door and said, we're going to break some bread, we're going to open the door and we're going to break some bread and we're going to talk about these issues. Why? Because Coach Saban opened up the door. Now, getting back to Bill O'Brien, yes, LSU, tough game, rivalry game, big game, I get it. But when you're facing a team that's depleted, no Derek Stingley, no Eli Ricks, no Cordell Flat, no Sage Ryan, no Mason Smith. You're down 8 to 10 guys. You should be able, this Alabama offense should be able to score more than 20 points against a depleted LSU team, and that did not happen. And, and, and that's on Bill O'Brien. That is on Bill O'Brien. And I know a lot of people will feel like, well, Stephen, remember, um, I remember when 2014 When Alabama had Lane Kiffin, and Kiffin, you know, he only scored uh, 13 points against LSU in 2014. I remember Kiffin only scored 14 points against Arkansas in 2014. What about that? I see your question. I see your argument. But let me offer this rebuttal right here. That's a big difference. When Lane Kiffin came in in 2014, Alabama was transitioning from an old-school offense to having an upgrade. From an old-school offense to getting the facelift. From an old-school offense to being more wide-open spread. It was a complete overhaul of the offense. So when you have a complete overhaul like that, it takes time for everything to adjust there. But, people... We have been five years removed from Lane Kiffin. When you talk about Brian Dable's come through this program, Brian Dable brought the vertical at passing attack. He didn't overhaul what Kiffin did. He added to what Kiffin, uh, what that foundation was, and it enhanced Alabama. We've been through Michael Loxley, who brought in the RPO, the run-pass option scheme. We didn't, Alabama didn't overhaul what Kiffin did. It built on what Kiffin laid the foundation with, with Loxley's RPO. And then Steve Sarkeesian comes in here. He doesn't overhaul what Kiffin did. He enhances. He builds onto it with the... RPO, the vertical passing game, and Sarkeesian, he he put it wide open out there with the motions, with the shifts, and had defensive minds just complete, aggravated, frustrated, bamboozled, discombobulated. Defensive minds could do nothing with what Steve Sarkeesian was putting out there on the field for Alabama. And how does this all differ from what Bill O'Brien's doing right now? Let me explain this. So, for Coach Sarkeesian, Sarkisian was here at Alabama two years as offensive coordinator, 2019 and 2020. He coached in 26 games. In 26 games, 21 of those games, Alabama scored 40-plus points. That's 81% of the time Sarkisian was at Alabama there was no, there was no uh, frustration, there was no uh, miscommunication, there was no issues, there was no struggle. There was a reason why Coach Sabre did not butt choose Steve Sarkisian. Because Sark was doing his thing. Sark was doing his job. Sark was consistent. Game in and game out with the offense. And even though the offense was wide open with Sark, Sark still knew when it got down to the red zone, put the heavy package in and run the dang football. Sark knew that. Even when it got down to the red zone, put the heavy package in, get the ball to Najee Harris and let's go. That's what Sarkisian did. 21 of 26 games, Sark is putting up over 40 points. Bama never had a game with Sarkisian that it scored less than 30. Never! That never happened. Even in the five games, where it didn't score 40 plus. Three of those games came in 2019. And the reason behind that was you had Tua Tonga that had been through multiple injuries, and that offense ran through Tua, and it had to build Mac up to Mac Jones up to speed. So that's a completely different case of situation. That's a whole different scenario when you talk Steve Sarkeesian. But getting back to Ben O'Brien, twenty points, unacceptable. 20 points in a day and age in college football where you got to score, score, score. There's a reason why U.S. fans have been disappointed. There's a reason why U.S. fans have been upset. There's a reason why U.S. fans have been on social media during these games wondering what in the Sam Hill is Bill O'Brien calling out there on the football field. But but, but it's not just Bill O'Brien. It's not just Bill O'Brien. You also have to take inventory Of Doug Marone as well Doug Marone comes in here offensive line coach from the NFL and uh, you know I'm wondering what in the world is going on with the techniques of this offensive line what in the world I mean they they, they look lost as two left shoes out there I, I mean what in the world and I get it the offensive line a lot of this is bonding guys have to understand each other guys have to know each other guys have to hang out together Guys have to be in communication with each other. It's all five guys working as one. I remember having a conversation a few years back with former Alabama punter P.J. Fitzgerald, and he said this about special teams. It's a battery. You have the snapper, the holder, the kicker. Everything has to work in one synchronized motion, and if something gets thrown off, the whole thing is thrown off. It's the same thing with the offensive line. From left tackle to right tackle, everything has to work in one synchronized motion. I don't know how these guys bond off the field. I don't know because I'm not there. And it's one of the painful reasons why I'm not there. Because normally I would be there checking out those practices, but can't do that due to this third COVID strand right here. But along with that, it's the coaching of Doug Marone. What is he teaching in terms of man blocking schemes, zone blocking schemes, gap blocking schemes, pass pro, run blocking. What is being taught out there in these practices? What is being taught out there on the field? What is being instructed out there? Because apparently either something's not catching on Or something's not being taught right because ain't no way in the world a defense that's got three and four and five and fifth stringers and water boys and towel boys out there should be out there handling, manhandling this Alabama offensive line. Bryce Young got wrecked out there, y'all. Bryce Young's a tough young man. That's a tough dude. Bryce got wrecked out there. I mean, Bryce got sacked four times, got hit probably even more than that, and found a way to pop back up. And I'm absolutely amazed that he popped back up. Bryce has been sacked eight more times than Mac Jones. Mac Jones was sacked 13 times all of last year, probably hit less than that. Bryce Young's been sacked 21 times and probably hit more than that. Was sacked four times against LSU. Was sacked four times against Texas A&M. Something has to be fixed. Something has to be changed. Something has to be cleaned up here going forward, because this this ain't right. This is not right, a- especially when you've gotten used to offense being able to score, offense being dynamic out there on the field, and you get held to 20 points against a depleted LSU team. I get it, tough rivalry, big game, but Coach Saban himself said today, we do not look like Alabama in areas. And because Alabama does not, we're opening up this to break the bread and to have conversations off this. And it, 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 is, it, it is crazy. It is crazy. Ru- Rudy Griffin talked about this last week. And a lot of y'all didn't quite understand what my man Rudy was talking about uh, when, he, when he brought this up on last week's show. But... We're going to go to a break right now, folks, on the show. Don't touch that down because when we get back, when we get back, we're going to actually have Rudy Griffin back on the show here, a former Alabama defensive lineman, to further explain the point he was stressing last week. We'll have Rudy on after this.
0: You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Owned the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up.
4: Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily'sHeirloomPoundCakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily'sHeirloomPoundCakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from
2: scratch. As we are back into the action here, folks, from the break on a Monday, on a Monday, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody checking us out here on it today got some super chats to get to right now as you guys are making this your show your platform we got my man bill from new york big bill with that five dollar donation helping us out right there showing love and then we got jimmy the bad man clay he drops a five dollar into the bucket right there we got mechanic with the 25 dollar donation helping us out appreciate mechanic we got jimmy clay who is back with another $5 showing his love here on the show behind Jimmy Clay. Who we got here? We got J.D. Long with that $4.99 in the Super Chats. Appreciate that from J.D. And we got another $5 from the man Jimmy Clay helping us out here on the show. The Daily Super chat goes $75. Appreciate the love coming from all of you. but. We go to the phone. We go to the In My Own Words hotline right now. Where we grab my man, former Alabama defensive lineman Rudy Griffin, played from 2004 to, well, played from 2003 to 05 for the Crimson Tide. My man Rudy, what's going on, brother? Man, what's up, Steven, Man, glad to be back on your show again. A- absolutely, we got Rudy Griffin live with us right now. So, Rudy, you, you mentioned this last week. You mentioned this to me. Before coming on last week, and you mentioned this to our viewers last week, and a lot of people, I guess, didn't quite understand where you were coming from, when you stated how you just did not see the offense meshing well with the defense. But after this LSU game, I think more people are coming tonight on what you were trying to convey in your message there. But just for us, can you dive into maybe a little bit more deeper detail as to why you are seeing this offense not quite meshing where the defense is concerned?
5: Yeah, well, just like I talked about last week, and uh, you know, give all due credit and respect to to Coach O'Brien. He's a dang good football coach. Um, not taking nothing away from him on that. Um, and just kind of what I what I mentioned last week, you know, by saying you know the meshing, um, of course. And I, I got a lot of slack from that, you know, him, you know, about the offense or whatnot. Not you know, not having, not holding up their part. But my point was saying was this: is that um, in the past we, we've had wide open offenses. We had offense gurus. We've had um, Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin, um, just to name of just a few guys that would spread the ball around, um, would be be explosive. Um, um, you know, would put up enough points. Um, and and in terms, wouldn't wouldn't um, a lot of defense had to be on the field as much. Uh, wouldn't have to, you know, uh, you know they wouldn't get a lot of three and outs. You know, just like we saw against LSU, man, it was, it was a lot of three and outs, a lot of punts and, and different things like that, man. Where you know where our defense had to, you know, had to, you know, had to play, and they did. You know, for for us to hold uh, SEC opponents just two touchdowns, um, you know, that's that's I mean, that's that's you know, that's great. That's that's good credit to them, man. You know, the days of um, of defensive football teams holding the guys to, you know, the seven points or less on a consistent basis, man. You know, it's is not normal, man. I know Georgia's been doing it here, but that's not normal. And uh, not 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 this day and age, man. And and so th- that's all I was saying. I said I was was iterating that our offense, of what we had in the past, we've had we've put up points. You know we've been explosive. We 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 not been getting just three and outs. And you know we've allowed our defense to be able to um, to be more aggressive, um, take a lot more chances. And you know and I just didn't think, think you know what I said a week ago, man, kind of held true. You know when it came out against LSU.
2: If you're just tuning into the show on a Monday, we got my man Rudy Griffin, former Alabama Alabama defensive lineman, excuse me, on the show. So, Rudy, when you look at just how the defense played, they played crazy. I mean, they played intense over the weekend. They got after it. They were everywhere. They were the reason why the tie won that matchup at Bryant-Denny. What had you the most happy about those guys defensively, just how bad they wanted it? Well, I mean I you know, I was fired up to see that, man,
5: because we needed that, you know, defensively, man. We need we needed those guys to step up and, 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 and for the for the game to be on the defensive side of the football and those guys to make those plays for us to win the football game because again, man, I mean we was putting defensively was putting bad situations all night. And for those guys to step up and, you know, their backs against the wall so to speak, man, and, 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 and make those big time plays when they needed to, man, and even towards the end of the football game. Um, when they still had a chance to go down there and score even on the last Hail Mary type play, man, and, and for them to just to bow the next there, man, I mean, that, to me, we needed that, man, for the confidence of the defense, confidence of the coaches, and even for the fans to see that, man, we got a, we got a good defensive football team, man. We really do. I, you know, we really do, man. I'd I, I really think that it's more so on the other side of the football, more so than the defense.
2: Last quick one here as we're joined by Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman on the show. So, Rudy, as you now look at Coach Saban moving forward, three more games in the regular season. How do you see him uh, improving what needs to be improved and trying to get this team to the SEC championship game? Man, I, I think I think he's going.
5: I think he's going. You know, do like do like Nick Saban always does, man. He's you know he's always in full control of everything, man. Offense, defense, special teams. I think you know, to me, I think offensively, I think they had to spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, you know, find ways to get the ball in the hands of the playmakers, other than just throwing deep vertical balls. Um, you know, we they've got to me, I think they got one of the best receivers in college football. Two of them, uh, with with the likes of uh, Jamison Williams, and and uh, Mechie. and we got to find ways to get them guys the football, other than them running a go route. You know. You know, find ways to, you know, put those guys in motion, throw little screen balls, uh, and, find you know, also, you know, find ways to swing our running backs out like we did last year with what Steve Sarkeesian was doing with, with Najee Harris, man. Find ways to get B-Rob out there, man, on on a little bitty DB or safety, um, catching the football, man. And, and by doing those things like that, that's going to open up our run game. And I know we look at – we didn't run the football well – this past week, but we got to find ways to open up the run game by, you know, throwing those little screen passes, those those balls out there on the edges to open up the run.
2: Absolutely. Rudy Griffin here joining us live on the show. In my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, my brother, man, take care of yourself. Be good, man. I appreciate you. Man, all love, man. Roll Tide to you, boss. Absolutely. Rudy Griffin here joining us on the show, providing his insight into Alabama football. we go to a break right now, folks. When we get back, it's on you. We're grabbing those phone calls. You're letting your passion ooze through. We get to the Tide Nation after this.
0: Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Owned a Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace.
6: Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm going to be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris,
3: Tim, Christian.
4: Don't wait. Order now at
3: TouchdownAlabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today
2: We're back here from the break, folks, on the number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. We now go well, before we go to the phone lines. Guys, shout out my man, McConic, with that twenty-five one in the super chats. McConic, right there. the daily super chat goal of seventy-five dollars has been met. Appreciate the love from you. We go to the phone lines right now, but take your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Rich Gang, 205-448-1358, 205-448-1358. We grab our first call of the evening. You're live on the show. It's popping. How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Well,
7: it's old President Whalen here. i tell you what, I didn't make it last Wednesday and Friday. I got tied up, but uh, before I get wound up here, I want to go ahead and Say congratulations to the Braves. I've been a Braves fan. Me and my uncle. My uncle passed away last year. We've been Braves fans forever. We watched them in 95, Smokes, Glavin, Maddox, and, and Bobby Cox, A foul for. I, I got his hat sitting right over here. 26 years old. If that don't bring you luck, nothing will. Stephen, what about that?
2: I mean, how about the last time they won? I, I was small, and now I'm 28 and got a chance to see, see him win again. That was, that was fantastic.
7: Oh yeah, it was fantastic. But all right, here we go. You ever been when you come home or get up in the morning time, and you either feed the chickens in the morning or in the evening? You go in there and dip that cup in the corn and throw it in, throw it in the chicken pen. And they all just get in there. That's what Alabama looked like to me Saturday night. It looked like somebody threw a cup of corn in the chicken pen, and it was all running around in there and didn't get none of them get a damn bit of it. I don't know what's going on down there. I've been watching Alabama football for 45 years plus. That's the worst football game I ever saw in my life. I was there. I told uh, uh, William, uh, he called me Friday. I told him I was going to give my ticket away, but I went. I thought, and and Coach O's celebrating after the ball game, and we got to get up here on Monday morning and listen to him say, oh, yeah,
8: we had the best football team. We just didn't make enough plays. And,
7: well, I I tell you, uh, who wants to hear? uh, Oh, my goodness, what a mess. Oh law, something got to give. Let me say this, and I'm gonna get off here. There's a lot of people on the line. We got to go back to October the twenty seventh, nineteen ninety. Alabama versus Penn State. We lost nine to zero. They held us to six yard rushing. Did you know that statistic, Stephen?
2: I did. I didn't want to
7: hear it again, but there it goes again. That <laughs> went again. See, old Waylon was alive back in watching them ball games, but. That's what we got to go back to, 1990. Not 34 games. we got to go back to 1990. That's what makes it look so bad, and that corn dog raising hell leaving the field like he done something Saturday night. That's embarrassing when you can't beat a 7A high school football team. That's what they had. I'm sorry. I'm not a football coach nor a player, but I can see, read, and hear, and look, 7A football team. But anyway, everybody in the chat looking good. There's a ton of people in here. i tell you what, cities, towns, country, and states, we appreciate all of you. I love you. I can't say hello to everybody too many. God bless you. Have a safe week. Steven, y'all do good. Y'all sounding good, John, everybody. But blow it up tonight. Tell everybody how y'all feel. We're going to go sit back and listen. I love everybody. I'll see y'all Wednesday. God bless everybody. Bye-bye. Appreciate waiting in there, starting
2: us off on a Monday. We grab our next call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from.
9: Hello, Stephen Bill from New York.
2: My man, Bill. What's up, brother?
9: Got a couple of things to say. You know, Sunday, I woke up all depressed. And my beautiful fiance Diana, she said to me, what are you depressed about? You know, and and then it struck me, what the what was I depressed about, which leads me to the two points I want to make. You know, the defense is doing every single thing I wanted it to do. You know, I, I, I wanted pass rush. I've been talking about pass rush. Did you see that spin move by Dallas Turner? He, he, he started a little bit slow. Man, did you see that spin move on that sack? The, <laughs> he looked like a young professional dude, linebacker. The young dude's growing up. He's growing up. Oh, beautiful to watch. That leads me to a point I want to make on the offense. It, it struck me, you know, Florida. You take Florida last year in the draft, they lost Kyle Trask, they lost Kyle Pitts, and Kadarius Tony, three good players, right? Real good players. All right. Well, we lost Mac Jones, Devontae, and Waddle, and I'll take those three over that three. Now let me toss into the equation: Najee, Leatherhead, Dickerson, and you know what? Forrestall is playing. He played better last year than these two tight ends played yesterday. uh, Saturday, it wasn't even close. So, yeah, they're four and five. We're eight and one, and we have a chance. The defense is getting better. I believe we could do things on offense. So I'm not depressed anymore. I'm thinking we have. You know, they have their coach. You know. We have Nick Saban. We're going to do things, you know, and we're going to. I think we're going to. And I just wanted to add a little bit of optimism tonight. Not always my star, but that's what I wanted to do tonight. Want to know what you think, Steven.
2: You know, at, 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 the end of the day, at the end of the day, Bill, it's a good point because at the end of the day, Bama did get the win. It was not pretty. It was not what people may have wanted it to be. But you get the win, you're 8-1, and one, and you found a way to win. You found the way to win with the defense, which is something that we want to see all along is how good could this defense really be. You found a way to do that. So, appreciate Bill from New York there with the call there. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
10: Thanks for taking my call, Steven. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel good. John from Kentucky. We uh, – We got to get better play calls. Steve Steve Carr-Sarkisian spoiled us with his great play calling. We don't have any play calling like we did with him. now, And we have become a predictable offense. And that's where we're at right now. People know what we're going to do, and they're ready for us. They got time to plan for us. And it's just basically come down to good old-fashioned play calling. And ours is predictable now. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good night.
2: Appreciate the call right there. Get all the frustrations out out here on the show. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from.
6: Stephen A, it's Coach Smook. and I'm here to talk about football. I'm not even going to address the negative comments, people, you know, losing their mind. I'm just going to address facts and what's happening right now with Alabama football. So there's another evolution happening. I don't know if y'all remember when uh, ground pound SEC football was the main thing, you know, probably like seven, eight years ago, you know, when it finally got really phased out. But um, the evolution of football is coming back to that type of, of balanced offense. Um, people are recruiting to stop the spread, stop the air raid. Uh, that's why you see smaller linebackers getting recruited. You know, guys – Six one six two two twenty you know two twenty five playing being able to play outside linebacker coming in as freshman you know inside linebacker is the the game is evolving but as you see recruiting it's starting to change also and I feel like Bill O'Brien gave us the best chance to kind of instill a balanced offense um you know and not get sucked into the big play calling all the time and I have to say I hate it I hate it Steven. Um, one, it, the the he's not staying true to what the offensive sets. He's lining us up in is supposed to uh, be for. Um, you got a thirteen man set out there, uh, three tight ends or whatever, and you're still trying to run play action pass. That that's not favorable into the personnel group that we have out there. You know, you got two tight ends coming out. You got Jaleel Billisley, you know, running up to the H back but you're still trying to play action pass, and these guys aren't able to stretch the field when there's five DDs on the field, you know, to counter that. And, and then the offensive line just seemed confused um, anytime we had five man pressure, which shouldn't be the case. You know, so um, I do kind of see where um, the communication it, it, it started off, you know, real bad when uh, Gallen court went off, but you saw the communication get better throughout the game, so we do see the O-line improving. Um but the play calling is not being called in favor of, you know, the type of, of personnel we're putting out there and that's what's getting us behind the sticks. And uh I honestly Steven, the the amount of pass attempts that Bryce does inside the red zone is way too many. Uh there's no reason why we should be, you know, throwing uh 67% of our of our plays in the red zone. You know, it there's no reason for that when you got Five-star recruits across the, the the offensive line. I don't care that Smashmouth football is man on man. You know, you showed me who you are. Let's let's hit the gaps, freaking hit the holes, and and run the ball. Get these guys a chance to warm up. I feel like he don't he he on the run too fast. Um, but like I said in the game chat, a win is a win. You know, when you find a team that's as talented as ours that's inconsistent but still able to find ways to win, that's scary to me because the games. I feel like the game that we need to show up and, and just, you know, lock in and, and it's, it's going to happen, I feel like it's going to be the Iron Bowl. I feel like everybody's going to see, think it's going to be a close game. Um, we're going to come off a, a decent game against uh, Arkansas. And the Iron Bowl, everybody's going to be expecting us to be in a tight game, you know, because we enjoyed the hair. But I feel like we're going to show the world then. You know, I feel like it's all going to click. Defense is, is, is pumped. Kool-Aid McKenzie at corner is, is the best move. Sitting Joe was a great move. Oh, my God. I hope he, you know, not not wishing that bad on the man. But, man, the, the secondary looked good without Joe in the lineup. I mean, Helms, Helms looked like he knew what he was doing, you know, for a good minute. So, I'm, I'm loving where Alabama football is. It's stressful. You know, we got spoiled over the past decade. But we're going to push it, Steven. And Roll Tide to everybody in the chat. Y'all know me. It's Coach Smook. I'm going to keep it real all the time, man. Much love, Blue Ridge game. Roll Tide, I'm out, man.
2: Appreciate Senator Hines for that call right there. We grabbed this call. You're live on the show on a Monday. How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Hey,
11: Stephen Emmons. Uh, Robin from Mobile.
2: Rob, what's going on?
11: Well, I guess I'm going to jump on the chorus. Uh, I'm not seeing Bill O'Brien showing himself to be a good coach, he's definitely not a great coach. And right now, he's definitely not showing himself to be a good coordinator. His last couple of jobs, I mean, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson was the uh, main reason why uh, the Texans scored as many points as they did, and now with uh, with Alabama, the uh, the uh, offense is taking a step back. We knew we going to take a step back anyway because of what we lost, but the play calling is what's, is what's disturbing a lot of people, and because of the offensive line play, you know, it's also not good, but the play calling, you know, doing the A and M game, which is what got us all. Ticked off from the beginning, which you know any any anybody could have done a better job in that game than he did. And then you get with this the play called the LSU game with LA, Like we had called it, Alabama hasn't been held to to, to a running uh, this low running in decades. I mean UCLA, Mississippi State, Auburn, uh, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, Florida, all those even McNeese State got more yards rushing against LSU than Alabama did. Now, that's inexcusable for any coordinator uh to to do that. Even McNeese State can do a better job of rushing than you can. And that play call where he ran uh Slay Bolden, that call that play had uh had the uh uh the quarterback, the run our running quarterback written all over. It. The uh uh Jason mirro Jalen Millrow. That play had Jalen mirro written all over. It. Why were you not running him in that situation? It's just simple things like that. When they ain't even to go like the A and M game, when he didn't run uh, 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 re, uh, Robinson the, uh, three times in the red zone, and didn't run uh, Brian Robinson, and little things, it's simple things like that that he keeps uh, you know t- way too often keeps getting uh, getting, uh keeps uh, mistake, play calling like, like that keeps getting made, and that's what people are frustrated about. It's the little things that add up over time. And we've been waiting for this offensive line to get the, the click for, you know, what is this going mean, to be, game number 10 now, week number 10? And it still hasn't, and all those practices, and it still hasn't clicked yet? So it's things like that that's getting us. And, you know, you, you can't seem to get the, the balls to the tight ends or get plays where the tight ends can get separation. So we can start using the tight ends in those, you know, to those situations. But it's like you can't get separation for um, for, Mechie. I mean, for, yeah, for Mechie or for uh, Jamison Williams can't get, seem to get uh, design a design place where they get separation, nor the tight ends either. And now you, not, now the running game deteriorates against an LSU team, which is nothing like LSU teams in the past. And again, which everybody in the, the LSU's played has done a better job of running on them, except Alabama. That this cannot continue to be the case. And we but we failed to score thirty points. We failed to score failed to score twenty one points on them. Meanwhile, UCLA scored better, did better job scoring Alabama. Central Michigan did a better job of scoring on LSU and Alabama. Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss. But they they stopped our offense in, in Brian Denny Stadium, uh, in our home stadium? Come on. So it is play calling. It is Bill O'Brien. And, it, and the offensive line has got to get it in gear. And that's not, you know, picking up the team. No, it's not just stating facts. Now, it's, it's up to uh, can we get get together? At this point, I really don't know. I've yet to see a team. I must to see one game where I saw a team that could beat that probably could beat Georgia, and that was when they played Mississippi State. Other than that, really hadn't seen it. And on uh, Saturday, I didn't see a team that could beat Auburn. So uh, he's going to have to get it together. Or uh, and he has never shown himself to be a great coach. And so, and now it's like he's not even a, a, a good offensive coordinator because there's no way in the world Sarkeesian would have us here right now or Lane Kiffin, or all the
2: other ones. Awesome points there made by our own Robert from Mobile there, getting his thoughts here on the show. We take this call here. You're live on the show on a Monday. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and what you are calling from.
12: Hey, what's going on, Steve? This your boy, Elijah.
13: I'm calling from Jersey.
2: My man from Jersey, Bill. What's happening, brother?
13: Hey, I'm doing good. Man, you know what? This is the first time in about I want to say about seven years.
1: Um, I got to be honest.
13: I didn't even watch past the first quarter. I was so disgusted by the first quarter. I, I left when it had me a drink and said, you know what? If they lose, they lose, man. Because it, it, it was just disgusting. And, you know, I like what you say, Steve. I like all your comments about Bill O'Brien. But when you compare Bill O'Brien to Steve Sarkees and you compare Bill O'Brien to Lane Kiffin, um, even Mike Loxley, you know, I just feel just, all right, let's put it like this. This team, the offense was carrying this team for seven, eight weeks. The defense was looking shabby. The offense was what was carrying this team. So now we enter a bye week a whole bye week, and now this team comes out and puts up an offensive display at home rivalry game against LSU in this first quarter that looked like that. See, I can't speak on the second, third, and fourth because I didn't even watch it. But you put up an offensive display against LSU like that after a bye week? Steve, I'm sorry, but you know what? I ain't going to chuck it all on, sorry, Bill O'Brien. This team just don't got that, the dogs that them other teams had. It's a personnel. It's an individual um, problem with this team. This offense, line, they moved um, uh, the right tackle to center. He played like a man last year against Ohio State. Yesterday, I mean, on Saturday night, he played like a puppy. And we've all been saying Chris Owens needs to go to uh, uh, center. And look, look, look what he did. He didn't look good at all. It made him made me look like a fool by saying it. Dow Court should have still been there because Chris Owens looked horrible ass in an old offensive line. He's talking about guys, they're they, they doing five pressure, five man pressure. They're coming up the a gap in the first quarter. You tell me you can't get that block with the center and the guard. You know, it's just simple things. Don't get me wrong. Is the coaching responsible for getting the players right? Yes. But the coaching can only do so much when it comes to executing. Bill O'Brien can call any play he wants out there. If that offensive line, if them wide receivers, them quarterbacks, and running backs execute like they're supposed to, it's not a team in the nation that can stop it when it's perfectly executed. We just don't got the people. These guys, Billingley, look like he could care less. Um, some these guys walk around after a bad play. You don't see nobody pumping each other up on the offensive line. You don't see no, no Landon Dickersons like we had. Evan Neal, he, it seems like he's a quiet leader. You, don't, you just don't got the, the character. These guys, and I'm almost saying, I hate to say, these guys lack character. They don't play up to the Alabama football standard. Alabama, when you put that, that maroon helmet on, you're supposed to play with a standard. These dudes don't play with no standards, Steve. And I'm being real. I didn't like um, – I, I don't always like Bill O'Brien's play calling, but you got to look at the effort that these guys – this blocking. We're wait, 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 nine games in. You're telling me these guys still can't pick up a five-man blitz yet? You tell me they can't still stop two two linebackers blitzing up the A-gap yet? Nine games in. If they can't stop, like you say, LSU, when they got the towel boy, the water boy blitzing the A-gap, if we can't stop that, how in the world is we going to stop somebody like Georgia when they bring that heat?
2: It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Appreciate my man Elijah from New Jersey with his thoughts here on the show. Keep them rolling here. We grab this call here. You're live on the show on a Monday. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from?
14: Hey, what's going on, Steve? This is Tobias calling from Fresno. How you doing there?
2: Man, Tobias doing good, man, doing good, man. Uh, New New Mexico State week, but uh, recap in LSU. (laughs)
14: No, it don't sound like it. We calling in because we're not not ready to let it go yet, sir. (laughs) Uh, Let me just say this. (laughs) By the way, I always got to compliment you, man. Your question game just continues to get, you know, it's just it's on point, man. You you a journalist. You you an entrepreneur. You are everything, man. I love it when they say. I uh, promise you. That, you know the look. Little...
2: I'm Pat Saint Jack looking for Vernon White right now.
14: <laughs> man, let me tell you, when the little lady, uh, she she sounds nice enough. She got that real high voice on the interview. Hello, uh, uh,
8: Stephen. Uh,
14: and then you you start your question, man. Um, I I'm always just smiling. I tell my wife, man, that, that 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 brother, man. I remember the podcast and and I was just yearning for some some Alabama and, and you you was giving it to me then. So man, I always commend you. Just keep up the good work. But I would say, um, the last caller, man, I I i um I'm feeling the brother. I'm feeling coach too. too. Um just just everybody, uh, Bill from New York. I'm I'm feeling everybody's uh uh, pain and optimism and everything. I did see a couple of things during this game. Uh, one is, um, it is it, a personnel issue. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I don't ever pile on these kids cause they are kids. They 18, 19, 20, 21, stuff like that. And they don't need that. Uh, we need to, you know, kind of encourage them. But I would say, um, at the point of attack, um, you know, Fadarian and and uh, Tim uh, Smith and Boy B and, and, and those up front, um, young, they, they struggle in the point of attack when we try to do. When I was playing ball, we called it shield, and that's when the the defensive linemen would hit the point of attack and then hold and then fall away and make a tackle, all right? You know, you're kind, of, you're kind of creating just a wall up there, and that's something that Nick Saban is, is pretty popular for. And, and of course, uh, Kirby Smart and some others do that, run that technique as well. Jordan Davis, you watch him. It's a lot of, you know, uh, point of attack, and I'm holding. I'm not getting upfield. I'm not creating lanes for the running back. I'm not creating lanes for the quarterback. Um, but we, we don't have the guys that can hold that point of attack. So there was a a lot of times on as as well as the defense. You know, we're commending the defense. A lot of times they were on roller skates, man. And so when you see uh, running backs getting uh, four, five, six, seven yards on on a given run, um, and uh, told they you know they came up with some plays, um, but I would say that I'm still struggling to stay you know to be in his lane and his angles and stuff like that too to a stop a play before it gets passed. Like I think there was a, a fumble and uh, uh, he was celebrating uh, this fumble. Uh, I believe that he, he might've stripped it or, or, you know, he was a part of that play, but I'm like, dude, you were supposed to be at the point of attack. Like the, the man wouldn't have been able to run down the field 10 yards. <laughs> You've been in your, in your zone, in your lane. So there's a lot of that going on still, um and then on the offensive side i think we have to remember that Bryce, um and he's to be commended and I, and i think this young cat man he 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 has some some magic bro um but he is in his first year starting so i do believe that teams can scheme to kind of twist him up so he's struggling to see what he needs to see. I think our offensive line, of course, struggle with that as well. But also it's the quarterback's job to get get those protections set. I think that's what some of us are missing. So, we'll, you know, I don't know whether it was all line or whether it's getting the protection set. I know Chris Owens plays a part in that as the center, but I do know that our quarterback, when people kind of, how long, like, you know, McCarran, and they say, oh, those are just managers. What's something to be said about being a manager? Something to be said about having somebody that can manage the offense, distribute the ball in the right place with the right timing, um, and get us into to the right uh, place. So um, I heard a lot of comments about Bill O'Brien. I, I don't know yet. Um, I, I do believe some of the play calling is, is a little suspect especially since what Nick Saban always says is it's our offense. Well, if that's the case, this does not look like the offense um, because even though you have a bunch of plays, it's the offensive coordinator's job to get us in the play schemed based on what another team does. And so to the average fan, they might miss that. But that's that's the job of the offensive coordinator and then to evolve within the game, like the game inside the game. So I, I want to bring this uh, real quick. I know I've got to get off, but everyone I remember uh, when um, the ball, Dayball was uh, the offensive coordinator, um, and he was like, oh, he needs to run the ball. What's wrong with day ball? He don't run the ball and, and all of these kind of things. And, you know, we had Jalen Hurts, who was amazing. But, of course, we know he was not an elite passer. And, and what did you see happen uh, in the championship game? You saw a struggling offense because teams, when they find out that Bryce cannot hit the deep ball, with precision every time and that all they have to do is bring pressure, what they will do is just scheme against the run and say, beat us passing. We're going to blitz you. We we believe that you cannot beat us passing. So what happened with Dayball, though, in the second half? When he had Tua in there, the playbook opened up. So I'm just wondering if in the next couple of weeks we'll see the playbook open up a little more Um, I'm still believing that our boys um, can make a run for it. And the reason why is because I watched all the other games. So people, before you go hollering about what we can't do, you haven't seen the other teams clearly because Georgia, they look good. They look good, but they haven't had an elite offense play against them yet. And I'll say this, who's behind Alabama? Have you seen Oklahoma? Anybody out there? I mean, have you, have you seen Ohio? Anybody out there? Have you seen Cincinnati? Anybody out there? So when we start talking about that Alabama can't make a run, you clearly ain't watched the other games. So with that said, I'm still going to bet on my Bama. Roll tide all day when I get off, I'll send my super chat. Thanks a lot, Steve.
2: Appreciate Brook is definitely that call right there. We got a couple of super chats to get to right now. My man JD Long is here. JD Long with that $19.99 in the super chats. Appreciate that from JD Long, Jimmy Clay with that $5 donation. We're going to go to a quick call topic before we go to break here and get back to your calls. Call topic right here. Uh, the game has been announced for Alabama, Arkansas. The game is set for November 20th, I believe, November 20th. That's next week at Bryant Denny, 2:30 p.m. Central Time kickoff from Tuscaloosa, Bryant Denny Stadium, Alabama, Arkansas. Set to go there for next week. We go to a break here. When we get back, we grab more of your calls. Don't go anywhere. This is in my own words. Back into the action here, folks, from the break. Here, going to go back to the phone lines, taking your calls. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205 448 1358. That number again, 205 448 1358. And that's your passion. ooze through the night and talk in Talking Bama. We grab a call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Steve,
12: hey, can you hear me, Steve? I can hear you. Hey, this is Daniel, man, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Road Tie. Look, man, I, I watched the game on Saturday, and I was really disappointed, just like some of the other callers said. Man, I was real disappointed in the play calling of uh, Bill O'Brien, man. After the first quarter, we didn't make any adjustments to what LSU was doing, man. They nearly blitzed on every play. We didn't throw one screen pass. I mean, it was just awful to watch as a Bama fan here in Baton Rouge. And I get, like today, I went to work, man. These people are up here celebrating a moral victory over Bama, you know, because you only to score 20 points. they saying they, LSU is basically saying they won the game. But, man, look, we got to get back to Bama, the, the Bama, what I call the Bama basics, man. Defense played a good game, but as far as offense, offense goes, we gotta get back to what we've been doing, man. It is if it's, it's not gonna be good. I know we gotta face Auburn and Georgia coming down the road, but listen, that Georgia defense is stingy. We don't have any offensive consistency. We're gonna get blown out of the water, man. But that's all I want to say. Let other people get on with, it, man. But road tide right here in Banner Rouge, Louisiana, man. Thank you for the show.
2: Appreciate that call that comes from my man Daniel right there into the show. We grab this call here. You're alive on a Monday in my own words. How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from. You're a live call. You're on the show. Well, we lost that call right there. We go to this call. You're alive here on the show. How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
4: Hey, this is uh, Smitty from Pensacola. What's going on, man? Hey, not much. And I, I I wanted to say a few things. Um, I know that a lot of people are upset that we um didn't win by, I guess, a wide enough margin. Um, but I'll I'll just say this. You know, um, winning games like this is necessary. I don't know if people remember um, a few years back when Mount Cody had to block a field goal at, at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee was not like a great team. They they were just a good team, but it came down to that. Um, but I I feel like, you know, in rivalry games, if we could win these tough games like that, it just shows what kind of heart our team our team has. So, you know, we can, I, I think I think we should lay off of them a little bit with regards to that. Um furthermore, I want to talk about Georgia. So a lot of people talk about about Georgia and how, how great they are. Um but I, I'll tell you this, um, Georgia is not battle tested. And I guarantee you that Bama is the last team they want to see. You know, one, one of the callers just just spoke about that. You know, if you look at the other teams that, that's in the top seven or eight, um, I just feel like uh, Georgia would much rather play those teams um, instead of Alabama, you know, because those guys are not battle tested. And they know that they'll probably walk right through those guys. Um, but going going back to the game, you know, one of the callers mentioned this. Um, basically, you know, when they're blitzing us like, like that, I feel like, you know, we should do more draws and screens, you know. And why aren't we using Roydell Williams uh, more? You know, I feel like he's lightning in a bottle. You know, I think we should use him because he he can legit take it to the house any play. Um, I feel like we need to get uh, more of the receivers involved. And um, where were the, 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 the play calls to, to the tight ends? I, I don't understand why we didn't. Utilize those guys a little bit more too. Um, the O line does need work. Um, I get that, um, but when you miss when the starting center goes out, you know he's he's the he he's the main guy in the middle of, of that line that's um that's calling out some of those linebacker blitzes, keeping everybody and Unison on the same page. Uh, and his his absence was, was felt. So um so I'm 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 not surprised that we that Bryce Young took a few more a few more sacks this game. Um, going to the defense, I feel like the defense looked amazing, you know, outside of a, a few plays. And um, I, I, I tip my hat to those guys, you know, it, it reminded me of, of Bama's defenses in, in the past. Um, but I, I, I'll, 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 I'll leave with this. Um, if our offense and defense can put it all together in the same game, we will be an elite team, man. Right? There's no doubt in my mind. There's no doubt in my heart. Um, I just feel like hopefully – um, since the defense know that they can do it, the offense has already proven that they can do it. They just got go to go go out there and do it. And I believe in them. I, I believe that they can go out there and make that happen. That's all I got, Stephen. Thanks for taking my call. Um. Appreciate
2: the call right there. And and th- and that's the thing everybody wants to see. Can we see a moment where the defense and the offense both on the same page, excelling at the same time? We grab a call right here. You're live on the show on a Monday. How we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from.
8: Uh Jonathan from Mississippi.
2: Jonathan, what's happening, brother?
8: Well, uh, a long time fan. How you doing, Steven?
2: Doing fantastic, man. Um, doing great.
8: Man, a few things. First of all, man, I appreciate the win as always. Um, but the next thing, um, defense won that game for us in Crunch, which is uh great for our DC. But as far as offense, I think that we, uh, we got exposed a little bit. Um, O'Brien, he's not creative at all. Uh, all those past games and the success we've had, uh, we scored because of talent. We basically scored because of talent. Um, and we are Bama. We do have a rich tradition. But I do think that our present team has to find its own identity. And I think that uh, we do have talent, but not enough dog. So we need to stop. Our, Our present players need to stop living in the past and basically find our present identity. Because right now, we are a good team, but we're not dominant. That's it.
2: Good point right there. Good point right there. My man out of Mississippi, leaving his passion, leaving his thoughts here on the show. We grabbed this call here. You're live on the show on a Monday. What's happening? What's going on? State your name. Where you calling from?
15: Hey, Stephen. This is Michael from South Carolina.
2: Michael, what's happening, man? I'm
15: doing good. Uh, a couple of things I want to say. Go ahead. Um. Well... This game against LSU, we saw where they
4: played a lot of Byron Young and Dallas Turner in this game. You know, we saw Drew Sanders in there a couple, couple of time, times, but is the plan going forward is to stick with, with, uh, Byron Young and Dallas Turner?
2: I would hope so. I mean, those guys got after it along with Phil Mathis and Will Anderson. So I I would hope that's the plan. Of course, I do want to see more Drew Sanders be rotated in as he gets comfortable with his right hand. But I would like to see more Turner and, and, and Young, absolutely. Thank you. Appreciate that call. My man, Michael, from South Carolina. We take another call here. You're live on the show on a Monday. How we feeling? What's going on? State your name. And and, uh, where are you calling from?
15: You know, I don't don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start. We got Kyle Kyle from Foley, baby. (laughs) Kyle from Foley. I don't know what everybody is drinking tonight, what medication, what game you saw. The defense finally put some of these younger players in, and they were able to make an impact. Uh, Mathis was huge. Will Anderson always comes to play. But still, I mean, uh, this is just – I don't know what's going on internally. I think Alabama needs to make a big move and make it this weekend against New Mexico State. They need to come out. And play Trashawn Holden at receiver, and they need to play Ajaya Hall at receiver. I know they've been in the doghouse. I know Hall's been, I don't know what he's been doing. But if Alabama wants to take the next step, they have got to put these playmakers out there and give these defenses problems. Because Slay Bolden, he's not scaring nobody. Mechie, he's not really scaring nobody. If you ask me personally, Ajayah Hall is probably the second-best receiver, if not the best receiver on this team. He's just not getting a chance to get out there. I don't know if he's not doing something to practice or his schoolwork, but Ajayah Hall, like a few weeks ago someone said, it's like having Michael Jordan, and he's sitting over there on the sidelines. They need to get this kid in the game. He is a tough – I'm telling you, he's probably – He's got to be one of the top receivers on this team. him and Williamson alone could cause defenses lots of problems. And if everybody wants to throw shade on Bryce Young, if we didn't have Bryce Young in this game on Saturday, I don't know if we're walking out of there with a W. His ability to make plays, move around in the pocket. If we had anybody else, we're probably going to lose this game. And now the offensive line – they, LSU was blitzing all night. They were going all out. They wanted it more than Alabama. But, you know, we got problems on offense. It's not like these are major problems because we've been scoring 40 points on everybody. You saw we just had, what, 38 on Texas A&M, and Auburn goes out there and only gets three. So, I mean, Alabama's fine. But if Alabama wants to take the next step and get to where we need to go, Jaya Hall and Trayshawn Holden will take us to the next level.
2: Gotta appreciate my man Cal from Foley right there. Cal from Foley giving us that real call here. His thoughts, Trayshawn holding the Hall. Get those guys onto the field. We grab this call right here. You're alive on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name Where you're calling from.
1: Hey, how you doing? I'm calling from all Country. As okay. Georgia. Dude, I've been an Alabama fan all the way back when they had uh, Thomas and all of them back in the 80s and early 90s. I looked at Dawgs, man. You know, I had some friends that play at Georgia. Let me tell you something. Alabama is Alabama. I'm here in Athens. I'm going to tell you. Alabama is Alabama. The problem is they got too many. They got a lot of players. But they got to get them on the field, like the last caller said. They got to figure out some kind of way to get their explosive player on the field. Nothing against Boulder, but things don't have that quickness. You remember when we had Waddle. Uh, Waddle could go cross and break them down. William can go deep and take the safety with him. I watch Georgia. Georgia, you can't run on that front. I'm gonna get to Georgia. I get. They got the meanest front in football. You can't run on. But what haven't they been tested yet, Steve? Tell them, in the secondary. Did you see the game like this past Saturday when they played Missouri? I saw They it. was moving the ball. Missouri don't have the athlete that Alabama have, right? You got to catch them in the secondary because I'm telling you, you're not going to run it on. You know, we at this point in time, we got to get whatever we can get. We can't run on, but we can throw on. Right, Sean, people got to understand, that kid got hard. And he's the most accurate quarterback we're we'll going to have. I know Tua was out, but this is for him. You give him time, he'll kill you. But we got to get our best playmakers on the field. And, and people talking about we got to get that dog. Will Anderson is the best thing since Thomas. I'm going to tell you, At hand down, right or wrong. He, he's unblockable. And Dallas Turner, young as that kid is, this is his first year. Look how he just started as the game went on, how he started playing. We're just going to have to take the bumps and bruises. But New Mexico, we need to get our bad players out there, let them blow them out. I don't care they hit 100 points on them. Blow them out. But we got to come together as a team, man, because we going to have to play Jordan. And that running game, not against b Raw. b is a bruising back. We're going to have to, if Trey ain't completely healthy, we're going to have to get uh, my other back. We're going to have to get him in there. We're going to have to get somebody that can get. Because be roll he kind of like hesitating on them holes, man. You got to hit him and gone. You running down your line lineman's back. I hope they get together, man, because being here and asking, boy, I'm catching the hell. <laughs> but thanks a lot, though, Steve. You Appreciate have a nice, the- man.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate the call right there, my man from Georgia. You guys keeping these calls rolling in. Get your thoughts right here. Let your passion ooze to the phone lines. We take this call. You're live on the show tonight. How we feeling? State your name. Where you calling from?
9: Uh, CJ, man, from T-Town.
2: What's going on, CJ?
5: You you got to get – they got to get a haul on the field, man. The man's got too much talent. He needs to be out there. Whatever's going on with him, you know, Get him out there, uh, straighten it out. And and Trey Sanders, man, he's a jewel waiting to just do everything that needs to be done uh, for Babel football. Got to get him out. Get J.C. Latham out there. Get these people out on the field. I agree with the last caller and uh, and uh, the caller before that. Get these superstars on the field. Let them let ride. Let them go. Let them eat. Let them find something to do besides sitting on the sideline.
8: Now roll time. Thanks.
2: Appreciate that call there from CJ. Get his thoughts here on the show. We grabbed this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name or where you're calling from. You're live on the show, caller. We're going call there. We're going to go to a quick call topic here. And then go to the break here. Call topic here. We're looking at Alabama in the NFL. A, a great day for some Alabama players in the National Football League. Uh, Mac Jones for the Patriots. Net New, Net New England to its fifth win of the season. Fourth win on the road, taking care of the Panthers, 24-6. How about Devontae Smith? Smitty had a 100-yard game, a second 100-yard game for the Eagles. Unfortunately, Philadelphia could not fend off the M.A. Chargers, but Smitty, a big game for him. And X-Man Xavier McKinney, the Giants got him in the second round of a 2020 NFL draft, but this man has been blowing up this year in his second season, has four interceptions on the year. Two of those came Sunday against the Las Vegas. The Raiders picked off Derek Carr twice, one for a pick six. The Giants win 23 16, but shouts out there to Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Xavier McKinney. We go to a break right now, folks, on the show. Don't touch that down. When we get back, there's not a whole lot of similarities between this team for Alabama and the 2009 and 2011 teams, but I will break down the one similarity they all have in common. Our callers, callers, hold for the next 10 minutes. We'll be back to you the end through the segment. We'll be back after this. we what- this. as we're back into the break. Here, number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. Touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody for writing in, chatting in, donating in, uh, uh, calling in. letting your voice be made known here on tonight's show. And we're going to get into this right here. So, uh, there is there, – when We look at Coach Saban, Coach Saban and, and this team uh, – He's got some similarities between this team and the 2009 team and the 2011 team. Not a lot of similarities, but there's one in particular that you know Coach Saban has. And when you look at that 2009 team for just a moment here, that 09 team was always being compared to Florida. That was that 09 team. It was always compared to Florida. It was no. It was like Alabama's good, but can they beat Florida? Are they on the same level as Florida? Are they as good as Florida? They're decent, but that's Florida. That, that's Tim Tebow. That's Urban Meyer. You know, you can't take down Florida. Florida is the dynasty and the SEC. Alabama, eh? Yeah, they're good, but can they take down Florida? And every week, that 2009 Alabama team was focused on what do we have to do to make sure we are better than Florida? What do we have to do to make sure we're taking down Florida? What do we have to do to make sure we are handling Florida, we are a much better team than Florida? And that team went into the SEC Championship game in 2009, and not only did it handle Florida – it wiped the floor of Tim Tebow. Tebow cried in that game because it could he could not, and Florida could not, get anything going against Alabama. And, of course, Urban Meyer was frustrated all night long. So that 0-9 Alabama team, it proved, hey, you want to compare us to Florida? We can take Florida down. And the 0-9 team did that. The 2011 team that lost to LSU 6-9 to in the um and Brian Denny in the regular season, the game of the century. What was the thought process after that? Alabama's good, but, yeah, can it beat LSU? Can it really beat LSU? Can it really handle LSU? I don't know. Alabama good, but that's LSU. I don't think they can handle that team. What does Alabama do? It continues to win football games in the regular season. It got help. With other teams losing, that Alabama team got back to number two. And in the national championship game at Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, it manhandled, Molly Wop destroyed LSU 21 nothing. The Tigers only crossed midfield once. That 2011 team proved, hey, we can handle LSU if we get a shot at them again. So when you look at this 2021 team, the one thing they have in common with the other two they're being compared to an opponent. The opponent is Georgia. You look at the national talking heads right now. It's, oh, my God, Georgia. Nobody can stop them. They're complete. They're dominant. Well-oiled machine is easy for Kirby. Look how easy it is for Coach Kirby Smart. Oh, my gosh. I don't think nobody, nobody can handle Georgia. It's Georgia, and then it's everybody else. Nobody can run with Georgia. Georgia is the team. You got talking heads going up. Alabama and Georgia are to play right now. I'm picking Georgia by a country mile. Ain't, ain't no way with how inconsistent Bama is. They can handle Georgia. That's the conversation from everybody on the outside, the national audience here. So, for this Alabama team, here is the chance. Here is the perfect opportunity. Of course, handle business against New Mexico State, of course, handle business against Arkansas, handle business against Auburn. But as it handles that business in the last three games of the regular season, this is Alabama's chance to prove to everybody in national media, everybody on the big stage here, it can handle Georgia, it can take care of Georgia. This team can beat Georgia because. Like I mentioned, 2009 team was compared to Florida. Everybody looked at Florida as the gold standard. Florida as the measuring stick. Florida as that team in the SEC. That 2009 Bama team whooped up on Florida. Got that revenge there. 2011, people are looking at LSU. You know, they beat Alabama. Alabama ain't going to be able to beat LSU if there's a rematch. I'm looking at them Tigers, them Tigers over there. What did Alabama do in 2011? Got that chance again against LSU. Made that thing happen right there. So this Alabama team is being constantly compared to Georgia. If if Georgia's doing this, what's Alabama doing? Georgia's doing that. Georgia's doing this. Kirby's doing this. Georgia's doing this. Bulldogs doing that. Everybody is constantly comparing comparing Alabama to the Georgia team in Athens, So here's the situation right here for the Tide. Can it put it all together, these last three games of the regular season, can the offense get on point? Can the defense get on point? Because if both of these two entities, if both of these two aspects are on point together at the same time, and it gets up against Georgia in the, national cha- in the SC Championship game and a Georgia team that has not been truly, truly tested defensively. Yes, it's a good defense, but let's be honest. These offenses are peeing their pants by the time they step off the bus to face Georgia. No one's giving Georgia that friction. No one's giving Georgia that work. No one's giving Georgia that test. Kirby Smart is not even breaking a sweat on the sideline. Here's a matchup right here with Alabama having that chance to make Kirby sweat, make this Georgia team sweat, make it feel some friction here. It has not gotten that all season long so that's the one area where this 20 this this current team right here compares with that 2009 and 2011 team both of those two teams had being compared to the Floridas and to the LSUs. This team being compared to Georgia. Looking forward to seeing how Coach Saban improves this going down the line in the last three games of the regular season. We go to a break now, people. When we get back, we jump back in the phone lines. We grab more of your calls. Don't touch that dial. We're back to you after this. We're back into the action here, folks, from the break of a number one form for Bama. Football news, in my own words, George Truly, Stephen M. Smith, Touchdown Alabama magazine. Before we go to the phone lines to take your calls, huge update right now. Alabama defensive back, junior defensive back, Marcus Banks, corner, has announced on Twitter he is entering the NCAA transfer portal, the young man who came in from Texas, in the 2019 signing class, Marcus Banks announcing on Twitter entering the NCAA transfer portal. So a- another loss there in the secondary for. The Crimson Tie. I guess this means we're going to see more from Kool-Aid McKinstry popping up. Maybe more from Terry Arnold popping up. Who knows? But Marcus Banks has entered the transfer portal. He announced the news himself on Twitter as of today. We go to the phone lines here to pick up more of your calls. Call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. 205-448-1358. Number to call in. We grab a call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you are calling from. This is Jimmy from Elba. What's going on, Jimmy Clay, my man? What's happening?
10: Man, i tell you what. We are the
13: University of Alabama where legends are made. And we're going to be just fine, okay? We're, we're going to be just fine. Hey, we compete every year. I've, lo- I've been loving it.
10: I'm enjoying this run. We're going to be just fine, bud. We are going to be just fine. I mean, we're, I know we're having a little trouble right now, but we'll, we'll be just fine. We're going, we're
13: going, we're going to get there, Stephen. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, bud.
2: Absolutely. I, appreciate, I really think so. Absolutely. Appreciate that call from my man Jimmy Clay here, calling in baddest, donator of the game, helping us out here on the show with that call. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's happening? How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from.
1: Day, helping
2: us out on the show with that call. We, we lost that call there, but you we, we take this call here. You're live on the show. How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
15: Anonymous from Vesmer.
2: How are we doing tonight, man?
15: Man, I just want to say, man, just keep up the great work. I love what you do, man, and roll tide, man. I love your work. Absolutely.
2: Appreciate that call from Anonymous here calling out of Bessemer. Appreciate that call right there. We grab this call here. You're live on the show. It's happening. How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from.
15: How you doing? My name is R.D. from Oklahoma University. I'm going to say this. I am a cool person when it comes down to Alabama. But what you got to understand is this. After you all play against Georgia, if you all do beat Georgia, you still got to go through Oklahoma. You still got to go through Ohio State. There's a whole bunch of opponents, that you guys got to just understand. This all this is just not you all here. I'm sorry. I'm going to sit back and listen, but I'm just saying facts.
2: Appreciate the call right there. My man Carl from Oklahoma, giving his thoughts on the show. We take this call here. You are live on the show on a Monday. How we feeling?
10: State your name and where you calling from. Hey, Steven, this is Ken from Weetomka, Alabama. How you doing tonight? Man, I cannot complain. Man, how are we feeling? I'm doing well. Listen, I don't. I want to make a couple comments, and I, I, I then I want to ask you a couple questions. You don't mind, Stephen?
11: Go ahead. Uh,
10: here's the thing. Here's what I'm seeing. I went to the game this past weekend, and I'm going to tell you, I've watched a lot of Alabama football, and I've listened to Coach Saban the last three or four weeks. Now, last night, I mean, this evening was the first time. I actually heard him talk about our coaches and what was going on with our coaches. Now, listen, I watched Toa O'Toole, however you want to say his name, from Tennessee over there. I watched him four times run, run with a pass play when he should have been staying right where he was at. He was all over the field except where he needed to be. Now, getting back to our offensive line. Listen, our center went out. I understand that. But if we do not fix some of the problems we got going on, we don't got to worry about Georgia. We got to worry about Auburn. Listen, everybody is talking about Georgia. Man, our team has got to be fixed. And I have no disrespect for the previous caller, but he said, oh, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Listen, I've been watching football 50 years. And we ain't going to be fine unless we get some coaching done. Now, this ain't all on the players. Coach Saban took responsibility tonight for the first time I heard him say, this gets back to the coaching. Now, that's where it lies, fellas. We got to get some coaching going on. And I don't know, Stephen, what you think about it, but I watch the game day in, day out. And I'm going to tell you something. that We can't have just two players the uh, uh being the whole team we that's not alabama style we don't have the same toughness we don't have the collectiveness we've always had we don't seem to be a cohesive team so i just want to see it get better i love alabama and i hope and pray we do get better but i'm down with this if we don't get some coaching going on we're in trouble what do you think Stephen?
2: Man, I I agree, and and, and I've always said this. The coaching turnover has really hurt this program. When you have A coaches on staff, you cannot let those guys walk out. When you let a a Kirby Smart walk, a Jeremy Pruitt walk, a Bo Davis walk, a Mel Tucker walk, a a, 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 all the coaches that have been through this program, when you had a Derek Ansley walk, a Mario Crystal Ball walk, when you let A-plus coaches, and you know they're A-plus coaches walk out that door, it's going to hurt. It's going to come back and bite you, and that's happened for Alabama, absolutely. Appreciate that call. there from my man, with Watomka. We take this call here. You're live on the show. It's going on. How are we feeling? State your name and where you're calling from. Appreciate that call. This is my man. I, okay, I lost that call there. We'll grab this call right here. How we feel? Well, oh, we, we don't have a call right there. But uh, appreciate everybody calling in uh, tonight and letting your voice be made, be made heard here on the show. A final update here before we wrap this thing up, and that goes to Alabama offensive lineman Darian Dalcourt, who did sustain an ankle injury against LSU. It's a lateral, uh, ankle, it's a lateral ankle sprain there. His status for New Mexico State, is unclear at this point he's listed as day to day if he's able to play against the Mexico State he will be out there of course that not put Chris Owens back at right tackle if he's not able to play it will be Chris Owens at center and at right tackle it will be Damian George the sophomore from Texas came into that 2020 class I would like to see JC Latham the five-star true freshman get a little work in there a little look in there but we will see if how it all uh, shapes up. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information on your favorite program. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app in the iPhone App Store. If you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store. If you got the Android phone for your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Our Heart Radio, got you covered if the good and gracious lord sees fit i'll be back on wednesday to continue the conversation that is Tide football remember bama fans you can purchase individual copies of touchdown alabama magazine have those sent to your door that link will be found in the description if you're also trying to get the fresh edition print edition of tda the magazine you go to touchdownalabama.com you click join become a member a subscriber today That link in the description as well. Be sure to check out tdaware.com. That's tdaware.com to get your Crimson Tide football gear. You go to the Championship Collections merch tab. You get you that gear today, tdaware.com. Check it out right there. Also, you can get your four finger bling neckness, four finger bling jewelry courtesy of weown the fourth That's weown the fourth That link in the description too. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives wives appreciate value those husbands children continue doing the right thing fun thing smart thing good thing legitimate thing to not be bored to grab you those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day you protect yourself you protect the loved ones around you until next time folks Hang at your boy right here i'm your man stephen m smith you've been listening to in my own words